0: Tinnitus gives to Amici. The Colts of the world champions, Amici, scores! The most amazing, sensational, dramatic, hard rending exciting, thrilling finish in the history of college football. California has won the big game. Go crazy, folks! This
1: is Phil Steele. This is Mike Burnett. This is West
0: This is Mike Ashley. Woo!
1: Mercy, this is handsome Jimmy Vance, the boogie-woogie man. Hey guys, I'm ESPN's Marty Smith, and you're listening
0: to Big Dog Sports Talk with Rick Watson. Are
1: you ready to run?
0: Out? Are you ready to run? Out? the dog house with rick watson and big dog sports talk on the wrad talk network 101.7 103.5 and 1460 simulcasting on 710 wfnr streaming online at wradradio.com and the tune in app for your phone join the conversation now on the long and foster baker team hotline 540-639-4900 Now your host, Rick Watson. Rick Watson.
1: Or wherever you might be Baker Team hotline's open 639-4900 Great to see Louise at the Radford University basketball game on Saturday to we'll finish up the regular season Text line is always open 744-2990 Rick with a capital R at New River Radio Big weekend of hoops. Good senior day for Radford University. As now they can focus on the Big South Tournament. Gets underway Friday. That'll be the late game, by the way. The final game of the quarterfinals. Coming up on Friday. You can hear it right here at WRAD. Now, you know how the tournaments go. They have the dreaded two hours in between games. So, When they tell you you're going to start at 8, you usually start at 8.30. So I'm going to go with that and say we'll start on the air at 8 with the pregame and 8.30 tip-off. Radford and Winthrop, three versus six. Close game on Saturday. Radford able to pull it out against Campbell to end the three-game losing streak. Emotional day for Shane Nichols, who was the acting head coach, got his first win. They doused him with water in the locker room. He came back out for the post-game interview drenched. <laughs> but nonetheless, uh, Highlanders now were prepared for their tournament run, or at least we hope we go on our tournament run. Women as well finished up strong. They won two last week, so they get a bye in the first round. Both of the tournaments down at the Bojangles Coliseum in Charlotte the place where we went last year and there wasn't one Bojangles item to eat in terms of our media spread. Much to the chagrin of myself, Neil Leahy, and all the other gathered media, there was not one flake of a biscuit, not one piece of chicken. There was nothing. Because I would just assume that the Bojangles Coliseum would have, you know, Probably a pretty good idea about the food sponsor for that event. But hey, hey, I just show up and do games. Tech loses again this time at Duke, and it continues to be a struggle. To put it in perspective, this tech team at one point was 11 and one on the season. And remember what I told you then? Right, Got off to a great start, played a lot of mid-majors, didn't really challenge themselves a whole lot. And since Tech was 11-1, and they're 5-12. and Hunter Couture injury aside, problems on this team go much deeper than that. So we'll talk about that. Duke wins uh, 81-65. Never did seem like much of a game. The women get another win, finish up the regular season. They go in as the number three seed. They're going to win that tournament. Liz Kitley, dominant again, 29 points, 11 rebounds. Incredible. And Tech didn't even shoot the ball from three very well. They didn't really have to. Georgia Tech's not very good. Won the battle on the glass, and Tech gets a huge dub on the ladies' side. So congratulations to Kenny Brooks' squad. They finished 24-4 and on the season, going into the tournament. They're not done yet, but going into the tournament. Um, what else today? What else? Oh, yeah, we got Ms. Marva coming up from Miami. Marva joins us. And we'll get her take on, well, who knows? Also joining us, we're going to have an author with us, James Bailey. He's got a book out, Major League Debuts, 2023 edition. So we'll talk to James about that. Baseball season, spring training got underway this past weekend. And Tim Thomas from the Tech Lunchpail. So we've got all these things happening today on the program. And we hope your weekend was okay. Weather-wise... Ladies and gentlemen, it looks as if, and I think, let me just double check to make sure, I believe we can go ahead and hit breaking news, because this is pretty big. We are going to make it through the month of February without a measurable snowfall. And that's not to say that, you know, we're not necessarily going to get some snow in March. I understand that. But here we are the day before the final day of the month. And we have no snow forecast. I never thought we would make it. Remember where you heard it first when we had... Jim from Smithfield take it upon himself to go out and do the BDST version of the Puxatani Field Walk, and he reported that he did not see his shadow, and for the third straight year, when we have tested, we have not seen the shadow since the reboot of the show, and every year we've had an earlier start to spring. We are now three for three, much higher percentage than the stupid groundhog, isn't there another one too, like an otter or something? <laughs> Doesn't <it? laughs> an otter or a duck or something hedgehog? What is his name like Walter? By the way, if you look at the percentage of uh, one loss ratio for Puckettani Phil, he's he's about five hundred. So we're three and 0 You're welcome, America. You're welcome. Sorry snow people. So sorry. You know who you are. You're the ones that when one of our local television stations puts up a forecast that we might get some snow, you're the ones who take the time to comment, "Ooh, let it let it hammer us all. Oh, let's get the high end snow. We need I mean, I
0: just I, eh.
1: Yeah, God forbid we enjoy an earlier start to spring. Yeah, we don't want that. I mean, it's got to be going nuts. Leo Hirschbrenner, oh my lord! I, I is he okay? Has anybody done a health check on him? Right? Has anyone done a health check on him? Because I'm sure he's got to be out of his mind. Gotta say. Just got to say. Smith Creek, I'm sorry. I said Smith (laughs) Field. Sorry. Smith Creek. Smith Creek. But either way, we're three for three, and I'm bragging about it. I never thought we'd get through February without snow. I really didn't. I thought we'd get a couple of pretty decent-sized snows. We had the one threat that they really built up, and everybody that's where I was reading all the latest messages, but it didn't happen. one of the many, many signs of the fall of human civilization is the fact that people want to be able to not go to work and to be held up by bad weather. The fact that you invite this really makes me question whether or not you're even capable of going out and driving a car. (laughs) Right? Because I see... My guy, Kevin Myatt, who's no longer at the uh, the Roanoke newspaper. Then again, who is at the Roanoke newspaper? Every time he posts some forecast, boy, they they, they reply on Twitter. They can't wait. Tell us we're going to get hit hard, Kevin. By the way, speaking of bad news in terms of publications, did you see where our very own Andy Bitter – um lost his job at the Athletic. They removed the Virginia Tech football beat from the Athletic. So Andy, who will land on his feet because he's very good at what he does, will no longer be writing for the Athletic about Virginia Tech football. Apparently they have canceled the beat. I think that is a publication that's on its last legs, although I know it just got bought, I think, by, I don't know, one of the newspapers that are also failing like the New York Times or the Washington Post something like that somebody bought it but that's that's got to be discouraging right i mean you got to figure out what kind of business model you're running at the athletic what are you trying to cover i mean they don't really break any news it's just an extension of the websites that you now go to anyway or to twitter i really don't see it being a viable business model considering how many writers they've employed and now they're starting to lay those writers off he wasn't the only one they canceled a lot of the college football beats. So Andy will update you whenever he finds his landing spot because I know he will. And it just goes to show you, kind of like AMAC down at the Roanoke Times, these folks have no idea what they're doing running these organizations. Whoever is the owner of the Roanoke Times, I mean, I don't know what in the holy hell you're doing. The Roanoke Times is the absolute – it became – What it used to be was this wonderful thing, especially for us as sports fans. It was really good the way it focused on regional this and that. You could have a high school Friday night and then wake up Saturday morning and have all these detailed, you know, capsules and accounts of the games. They would have three or four pages of full spread stories with pictures, you know. And this is even before Robert Anderson. Obviously, it continued to excel with him. But you knew the Roanoke Times was a crap publication when Robert Anderson was dismissed. So they basically have no high school coverage. They, they put scores of games a couple days later. You can't find anything there either. So basically all you have is Mark Berman running around, and they cover Virginia Tech. That's about it. That's about it. Just horrible. By the way, congratulations to Radford and Floyd boys basketball, Auburn boys basketball, Pulaski County girls, I believe Carroll County girls. Anybody I missed? Congratulations, everybody advancing through the postseason. We had basketball weekend down at the Dedman Center. High school basketball following up uh, Radford's game. And we had a really good crowd for senior day, by the way. Radford taking on Campbell to finish up the regular season. 18 wins. Highlanders are plus seven in wins from a year ago. That's a pretty good boot. Even with everything that went on last week, those guys pulled it together on senior day and was able to fight it out and get a win. And we'll see now what happens as the tournament gets underway. As you know, even though UNC Asheville ran away with the regular season, all that matters in the Big South, in leagues just like it, is winning three straight games now in March. We talk about it all year, now it's here. That's the reality. Anybody who's going to be crowned on Sunday has to win. Well, either Wednesday, if you come all the way through, but if you had to buy, you have to win Friday, Saturday, Sunday, three straight wins. Just getting started for another week. We'll be back.
0: Big Dog Sports Talk is taking a timeout. No, hold wait a minute, timeout. You want to say that one more time without the sarcasm? PTSD will return in a moment on WRAD. Almost heaven. West Virginia. This is Curtis Keaton of the Cincinnati Bengals and I am a proud listener of Big Dog Sports Talk with Rick Watson. You know, I
1: kind of have a confession to make. I actually found myself this weekend. You know, we had the game on Saturday. Got home later in the afternoon on Saturday. I found myself even last night a little bit, watching more of the XFL than I ever thought that I would, which means that I watched more than a game. <laughs> I mean, they have some different rules, and I don't know, maybe because it's football, not sure. But I get caught up in the way they do the reviews with uh, Dean Blandino, who you see during the regular season, you get frustrated, but they really are transparent. I really love it. They, they sit there and they show a split screen. When they're reviewing a call and they show you Blandino going through what he's doing there in the control room and you hear the audio, the communication that he has. Now, he has to be careful in case he decides he's in a bad mood and he can't see an angle and decides to use bad words. But I don't think Blandino's like that. But it is intriguing to show their process of the review and how hard he's working to try to make sure that the correct call was made. Seems like if the NFL did that a little bit more, that maybe we would be a little less judgmental and and discouraged by the current, well, not just overall officiating in that league, but the reviewing process as well. But they do a nice job of showing you, and usually it doesn't take too long. Unlike at the end of the Radford-Campbell game where you had a one-possession game late and there was a clock issue and you have these teams playing at a high, high level. And when the clock issue came, they delayed the game about seven, eight minutes trying to figure it out. And then they ended up not doing anything to the clock. And all you did was completely maybe alter the whole momentum of the game. Campbell had free throws coming. They made them both, so it didn't hurt them. But nonetheless, the, I don't know what. They never were clear what they were looking at. Then they brought out a stopwatch. Try, and then if they admitted after, if they would have changed, it would only been like four-tenths of a second. But, yet we held the game up for eight minutes, and both teams had to walk back and forth to the huddle, back on the floor. The Campbell shooter was trying to stay focused on his free throws. I mean, just – this is terrible. It's horrible. But I got to be honest, I I did watch some USFL. I felt like I needed to confess it. I mean, it's not – it's not horrible. It's not, you know – I'm not going to sit there and – record it and watch it again later but just you know it, it's still football and you see some guys with familiar names that you know and then I started watching the uh, A&E biography they have the wrestling the new season of the wrestling biographies out and last night was Jake the Snake Roberts. that was pretty good All right, we're halfway home in hour one. We've got Marva, 7.05, James Bailey, Arthur. He's got a new book out called Major League Debuts 2023. Then Tim Thomas here on this Monday edition. Hope you're okay. We'll be back. Hopefully we'll be there Saturday and Sunday. You might hear great calls like this. Oh, oh, my. Oh, no. Oh, no. That was out of nowhere. <laughs> 639-4900. Text line 744-2990. Bob says that confession is good for the soul. Thank you, Bob. About my USFL longer-than-expected viewing experience this weekend. I felt like I needed to confess that. My bad. It's fine, though. You know what? I figure I get a pass from you guys and gals because it's football, right? It's not like I was sitting down watching, I don't know, one of the fake shows on one of the reality stations or HGTV. Flip it! where they try to create the false drama of, wow, we have this much put into it. I don't know whether or not we're going to... And then they always, oh, look, we made goal. Gee, shocker. And then we had two people that have chimed in about the uh, Bojangles Coliseum Tournament food (laughs) quandary. (laughs) You know, they were asking, both of you were asking, I don't know, I can't remember. I'm pretty sure that all we had was like, finger foods. Like there was no food at any of the sessions last year. They had like veggie trays, crackers, things like that. I mean, this is a big South tournament. That's all it was. You know, if you're down there, it's it's four games and there's some media who's covering the entire tournament. I would think you would want to make it so they wouldn't have to leave or order food to be delivered to the arena. (laughs) But Eric goes, Eric, so you're telling me that they didn't have one biscuit from the Bojo? No, Eric, they did not. Not one. Matter of fact, you couldn't even smell the hint of a biscuit down there. No. It's very true. And you know what? It'll happen again this year. I'm, I I'm not even... There's no expectation now. Now I know that there's going to be no foods down there. None. No, Tony, I could not have watched Friends. <laughs> Give me the USFL in all of its not glory over any episode of Friends. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> No, Wayne's right. I mean, I would be out there if it was a Bojangles biscuit tournament. I mean, I'm I mean, we're pfft, we're eating them during play action if that's the case. And first free, hmm, this is good. Ah, give me a little bit more mayo there, Neil. Nope. Nope. It's kind of like Remember the episode of Seinfeld when he goes and he, he's renting a car and he made a reservation and then the lady tells him that the car is not available? And he says, what do you mean the car is not available? I made the reservation. Well, I know. And see, the reservation holds the car. She said, well, I understand that. He goes, I don't think you do. Because if you did, I'd have a car. So they ended up having to give him something else. This is kind of like me walking into the Bojangles Arena. All right, we're all set up and ready to go. I guess I'll get some uh, get some dinner. Where's the Bojangles?
0: Ah, uh, <laughs> ooh,
1: ooh, sorry. Uh, we do have some packs of nabs over there in the uh, in the hallway. Oh, but it's the Bojangles Arena, Coliseum. There's no there's no chicken or, or biscuits or sides or anything? Ah, uh, no, 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 no. But here we have some certs. <laughs> We've got packs of certs. What are those uh, crackers they give you on the plane? Those packs of cookies? What are those? Um... Things that you normally would never ever break open and eat, but you figure you're on a flight two or three hours, you might as well go ahead and break that bad boy open, and then it's you're crunching it, it feels like you're biting into a a rock. That's what they have at the Big South tournament. I believe you're right, Tony. I believe that the USFL does start in April. What I'd like to see happen is the NFL go ahead and fund both of these leagues. I want to say they are doing some things with the USFL. But I'm telling you, the XFL has no shot given its current makeup just because, well, they don't have people who understand how. I mean, the Rock, for goodness sakes, is one of the investors in this thing. So, they need to get some backing. If the NFL would get behind it, I think it would have a shot to be an interesting developmental league once again. I know they've tried that before. They had the World League of American Football. And we just had these startup leagues a couple years ago, a few years ago, that didn't work. But I know college football is the minor leagues. I get it. I mean, NFL is taking advantage of the college football minor league feeding system since its existence, but you could do something here as well to add even more. I mean, you're always looking for good players. And there's some pretty good players in the league. Bre Breed is, what are those what are those cookies called? Brito? Mm. <laughs> you know, They're the the kind of packs of crackers you get on an airplane like you would get at your grandmother's back in the day. You know, either that or they would have, like, the display. Your grandmother would have, like, the display of hard ribbon candy that was actually all stuck together into one massive piece of candy. (laughs) And you had to get like a sandblaster to separate the candy so you could actually maybe potentially get one. And it was always something you didn't want some kind of peppermint, some kind of. Uh, here's your hard ribbon candy. Well, Melbatose. The Big South tournament brought to you by Melbatose. There you go. Okie Bob says there's the Biscoff Pack of Crackers. Yeah, there you go. They don't feed you on the planes anymore, right? They did away with the meals. So the lady walks in with her cart. Hey, you got anything I can snack on? Well, you got the the always stale bag of peanuts. I'm not necessarily a huge peanut guy. And then they go, oh, we have these. Here's your Biscoff Crackers slash cookies. Mmm, thanks. That's what they have at the Big South Tournament. (laughs) <laughs> that's what you get during media timeouts the Biscoff crackers there you go Tony from Delta yep and the Delta pretzels correct Mm-mm. that's basically what they give the media and the people who are there for you know the first game is at noon on Friday we have four games quarterfinals That's what you're getting all day down at the Bojangles Coliseum. And no, 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 partnership there for the chicken. No. (laughs) That's just crazy talk. (laughs)
0: Come on.
1: So I wonder if I'd get in trouble with the league if I, when I reset, when we came back from a break. And we welcome you back. It's the 2023 Big South Conference Tournament. The Highlanders and the Winthrop Eagles here at the not Bojangles Coliseum. What if I did that? (laughs) Right? The oh-so-close-but-no Bojangles here at the arena. Next slide, 744 Nathan says, let's face it, Bojangles can't even help prepare our local Bojangles Coliseum. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Mike asks, what's my go-to Bojangles biscuit? Oh, well, I mean, it's the Cajun filet biscuit. I mean. I mean, is there anything else? Those Cajun filets, you get a little of that, uh, that little mayo, put it on there, get your big old cup of sweet tea. I don't necessarily need the hash rounds, but if somebody's offering... See, that's all I want. You know, Mike, that's all I want. I want to be able to have the option to go into the media room in between games... Or after a game that I've just broadcast, and maybe I'm hanging on to see the next opponent. Now, I don't have to do that on Friday because it's the final game of the four. But I'd like to be able to walk in there and just say, yeah, how about, yeah, let me have a Cajun filet. Oh, yeah, look at the hash rounds. And do you guys have the sweet tea? Oh, yes, Mr. Watson. Yes, we do. Oh, excellent. There's my dinner. That's all I want. I'm not asking for for steak or seafood. I'm just asking for the sponsor of the freaking building to be able to supply food. That's all. I mean I just figure that makes sense. Marva's telling me that the country ham is the best. We'll talk about all this with Marva coming up. <laughs> So what I will do, I have a long uh, friendship with the associate commissioner of the Big South. (laughs) Wayne says, it ain't bow time. No, it's not. No. Mark Simpson, I'm going to say, Mark, I got a question for you. Back-to-back years, we've played down here in the Bojangles Coliseum. Where's the Bojangles? That's all I'm going to ask. Because I really don't want my fifth pack of burrito crackers and Tic Tacs. (laughs) That's just not going to do it. Oh, that would work. Yeah, another text about, yeah, if you just had like bacon jerky, that would be just fine. That's all. And isn't the Charlotte, North Carolina area kind of like the hub of Bojangles? Like, where does it originate from? I'm going to have to look this up. All right. Bojangles. uh, City of origin. How about that? (laughs) Original location. Charlotte, North Carolina. Thank you very much. So we're down there in Charlotte in a place called the Bojangles Coliseum, and you're telling me that I can't get a Cajun filet biscuit all weekend? The answer to that is yes. That's exactly what the conference is telling me. Wow. (sighs) Wow. I mean... You can go to a Virginia Tech basketball game and get a coupon for bacon. There's more meat (laughs) in a building that has nothing to do with being named after said meat item than one that's directly named after a franchise where you get nothing. Nothing. But I digress. Last year, it was a surprise. Because I remember coming on last year and there was just this assumption that, oh boy, Bojangles Coliseum. I mean, are they going to have just biscuits piled up? Right? Press row everywhere you go. Like separating the individual radio crews is going to be like a line of biscuits. Bow rounds everywhere troughs of tea and then you get down there and well um, no no, there's nothing nothing and then I thought because Radford last year played the first game we were playing at noon we opened up the tournament and I thought okay well maybe it's just early so we hung around for a little while and then we were later told by some of my friends who did the evening games, no, they never had food here. <laughs> really? Okay. All right. All right. I guess those budgets don't uh, don't pay through. Don't pay off. So this year, no expectations. But I'm just saying. Just saying. <laughs> Wayne says it's like going to the McDonald's and the shake machine is down yet again. <laughs> nope, sorry, we have no ice cream today. What? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It just it's just not working. But but yeah, yeah, yeah. But instead of that, uh I can offer you a pack of burrito crackers. Yeah, that's right, Nathan. No sweet tea. No. You know what they had? They had the little bottles of water. Not even full bottles of water. They had like the little baby bottles of water was all they had. So I had to basically, thank goodness I usually carry a, a travel cooler with some, uh, some of my beloved Diet peps. I had to bring those in from the car. And then we lost the game in overtime to a and last year. So then you're in a bad mood, and then you're, you're thinking, all right, season's over. But before we leave, now they certainly have food in there, right? They got to have some Bojangles. Nope, 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 nope. All right, anyway, that's Friday. I'm guessing we'll tip off around 8.30 Friday night-ish. We'll see. Good win for the guys on uh, on Saturday. We'll take a break, come back, wrap up hour one. We've got Marva leading off hour two from Miami. We'll be back. We've had uh, a lot of fun here on the uh, show in the first hour. We do have some uh, very sad news that David Teal just broke. Um, Terry Holland, who coached the uh, Virginia basketball team to a pair of Final Fours and nine NCAA tournaments, has died at the age of 80. Coach Holland was diagnosed, uh, diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease in 2019 and had entered the Memory Care Center of the seniors community where he resided with his wife, Ann. And um, that's a big loss, to say the least. Uh, Coach Holland was a terrific guy, and um, David Teal just uh, broke the news on his Twitter. So, again, all of our thoughts go out to the UVA community and to Coach Holland's family. I was fortunate enough to have Coach Holland on the program a couple of times during the first run of the show back in the uh, 2000s. Um, Just a terrific man, always well-spoken, and he was a really, really good basketball coach. So, again, um, David Teal just broke the news on Twitter. I will post the article up on the Facebook page, but Terry Holland, the former UVA basketball coach, has passed away at the age of 80. We'll come back, hour two. Marva joins us from Miami. Miami. James Bailey a little bit later on. Got a new baseball book out. Tim Thomas as well. Here on a Monday. We'll be back.